Welcome to a court of fairies and fangirls. I'm Alex. And I'm Sarah. And this is a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast where we are obsessed with her books and can't stop thinking about them or talking about them. So we figured why not record us thinking and talking about it. We're going to break down chapters, go through each book separately, go into character analysis and any thoughts or kind of theories that we have about books, characters, plots, etc. And maybe play some fun games along the way. Exactly. So welcome and enjoy. How was your trip? It was lovely. It looked freaking beautiful yeah we had absolutely perfect weather like oh. i don't think i could have asked for better weather it only it. rained in the entire week we were there one day that's and amazing. for like half a day it was in dublin oh. but i was like expecting it to be like gray overcast yeah. like rainy the whole time in all three countries and yeah. it was 70 degrees Yay. i was like this is perfect weather no humidity so oh, nice i love that for you i know wearing a jacket i was like it feels like fall you literally i kept seeing you in jackets and i was like wanting to like cry with jealousy because yeah. i was like she's in jackets the weather is perfect <laughs> i know i come back here it's like 90 degrees i was like oh no those libraries were just like oh, they so were amazing too. i know they were so so pretty i love it i yeah. went to the the one at trinity college in dublin yeah but the other ones I hadn't seen. Yeah. The Trinity so College one, I was like in awe. It was yeah. just amazing. Um, and then, yes, yeah, so the the one that killed me was the Marsh Library that had the, mm-hmm. you literally got locked in the room because people were stealing books. I was like, this is insane. Like, I can't imagine being trapped in a room to read a book. I mean. It was cool, but it was hilarious. like. hilarious. Yeah, I thought it was so interesting. That's awesome. So. Mm-hmm. Best, like, spot of the three that you went I think Edinburgh was definitely yeah. definitely our favorite. Like, right. oh, it's so beautiful. It's such a good city. It's amazing. Like Josh and I, were, we could live here. We could easily live here. I keep telling Richard, I was yeah. like, we a I need to take you to Edinburgh. Yes. And B, when I do, mm-hmm. you're gonna want to live there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we also were like, we could totally live in London. Like, yeah, it's just so easy and just enjoyed the city it's like a clean new york yeah and a nice people new york yeah so everybody was so courteous like so so nice um english food is terrible like they all say yeah that was the one thing when i did my uk trip it Mm -hmm. was like the like because usually you plan it around food because you think like foodie aspects Mm -hmm. of whenever you go on a trip yeah it's not the case for england scotland or ireland i was just kind of like meh i think well, England, I don't think they use salt. Like, we actually... we Maybe that's it. We wound up meeting up with my cousin because she's doing um, a co-op through her school mm-hmm. over in England right now, mm. um, which was, like, super cool. She's working for one of the soccer teams, the women's soccer teams. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, and her, um, her significant other actually is from London. Mm. She met her through study abroad because mm. she had come over to the U.S. and that's where they met, and now she's over there. That's so it's cute. super cute. Um, so we grabbed dinner with them and we were, you know, talking about the food and everything. And we're like, there's no salt on anything. Like it's so bland. And she's like, there's salt. There's salt everywhere. There was not a table at any restaurant we went to that had salt. I was like, this is a lie. Like maybe you live in a different part of England, but like, this is a lie. There's no salt. So I think that's why the food was so bland. There's just no flavor. Um, cause like you can't really mess up eggs. Like, like all the breakfast food, it was just bland. Yeah. Um, I remember having a shepherd's pie and I was like, why is this not better? Salt. I think salt. Salt. Um, but otherwise, like, everything else was just, it was pub food. Everything was like bar food. Yeah. And I was, I have never eaten so many burgers and I was like, ugh, I just yeah. felt so heavy. It's not your vibe. It's not my vibe. Um, 
Yeah, so the food was mediocre. Yeah. I do love like all the pastries and cafes and stuff. Totally my vibe. Um, We We drank so much coffee, ate so many pastries. (laughs) That's like my absolute favorite thing. I love that. Um, But yeah, otherwise the food, yeah, so-so. Fair enough. Yeah. But yeah, it was just, I mean, it was just such a nice trip. That's awesome. And it was just nice not having like responsibilities of like a kid. Yeah. So... Oh, you guys deserved it. Yeah. So it was Yay. really nice. But we definitely want to go back to Edinburgh when Josh can walk. So. Well, and then there's so many amazing tours out of Edinburgh, too. That's the thing that we want to do. Like, we wanted to go see the Highlands, but I was like, we don't know if there's going to be any sort of, like, trails that you can yeah. actually, like, go on. I was like, That's let's, the problem. let's wait till you can walk. Yeah. And then we'll do that. Same with, like, Ireland. Like, we wanted to go out to, like, the Cliffs of Moher. And <sighs> yeah. I was like, we just, we don't know what the conditions are going to be. And if, like, the city itself, it's hard to get around in. I can't imagine rural yeah so. it was so much walking right so many hills i it would not have been yeah so we're gonna we're definitely gonna go back and do yeah. like the outside stuff i love it yeah i love it um sometimes when i start getting into like crazy spontaneous mode mm-hmm. i I'm, i'll turn to richard and be like what if i just buy a plot of land in scotland and then like <laughs> one day we go and we'll like build a house or something yeah and he'll be like Please stop. Like, yeah. Just don't. Calm down. Stop. But. Mm-hmm. I could totally see it. I would totally live if there. If y'all want to move to. We're game for moving yeah. to Scotland. <laughs> I'm just telling you. Because you're not allowed to move without consulting us. Um, I'm up for Scotland. Yes. Also, I'm so definitely up for Scotland. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. This is episode 14. Mm-hmm. We're going to do chapters 58 through 63. Yep. And we're calling this episode, I'd Rather Be a Valkyrie. Mm. This is a fun set of chapters. Yes. Um, let's dive in with chapter 58, mm-hmm. which is a long chapter. I'm trying to get to the summary page. <laughs> do, do, do. Here we go. Um, Nesta and Cassian go to the river house for the yearly winter solstice party. Mm-hmm. And I said, all the feels. Yes. <laughs> I think like Azriel is absolutely amazing to Nesta in this chapter. Yeah. Um, and like also did Nesta and Cassian just become mates? Like, what is happening? There was like old thread light thing. I don't, I don't know. know. But um, we're back at winter solstice. Yeah. It's been a year mm-hmm. since her like last like freak out with Cassian, yep. which is crazy. I know. Um, and we kind of learned that like after the night of dancing, Nesta hasn't slept with Cassian since because yep. she's so mad at herself for the um, like the huge smile that she had on her face when she danced with him. <sighs> what? Like, I don't... Girl, you're allowed to be happy. I literally don't understand. I was like, you're happy, so you're not going to be happy (laughs) because you were happy. Okay, got you. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so we're back at the River House for Solstice Celebrations, and Nesta encounters Elaine. Which is the first time since their argument. And it, like, made me sad. It said, like, her brown eyes were wary. Usually that look was reserved for Lucian, but that look, like, for that look to be directed at her. Like, I mean, I feel bad, but, like, I don't because you did this to yourself. Right. So, but it's crazy that, like, Elaine hasn't really interacted with her since all of it. Like, since everything that's happened to her. And Elaine is, like, not holding back the punches. She goes, did Feyre pay you, like, last year? Mm -hmm. And um, Nessa says, like, no. And she's like, well, please don't upset Feyre. It's her birthday, first of all, and in her state. And so it's like, she's just, like, ready to, like, cut Nessa down. Yeah. 
And Nesta just goes, oh, fuck you. Yeah. And then she just laughs. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, sisters. Yeah. But she's like, Elaine starts howling with laughter. Yeah. Howling. I was like, Elaine has never howled with laughter at all in five books. Like that, that's what causes her to crack up. So funny. It is so funny. Mm -hmm. But it's a interesting little reaction, but it like kind of like. Cuts the tension. Yeah. It's like, we're cool. Yeah. And they just go into the party. I'm like, okay, okay. Um, though I do love that Azrael's like watching in the doorway, like, are we good? Yeah, like, well, when you hear that kind of laughter coming from Elaine, you're like, um, uh, uh. what's going on? <laughs> um, but it's Feyre's birthday, right? Winter mm-hmm. solstice, and yep. so there is that other piece to this uh, party is right. the solstice gifts and celebrating Feyre. Um, and let's see. So everyone's there. Lucian's there. Mm-hmm. The whole inner circle. Anything you're noticing? Um, Nesta kind of winds up sitting next to Lucian in the family room and she's asking about like the spring court and mm. well, Tamlin apparently knows about the pregnancy and is not Oops. happy. So, but I mean, no surprise there. Like we no. knew, we knew he wasn't going to be happy. Nope. Um, and then she's kind of talking to him about her training and how they still haven't cut the ribbon. Mm. Um, and then more kind of jumps in and she's asking like if she could train with them after she finishes, finishes with Valahan. Um, and I was shocked by that. Um, and Nesta what? tells her, I think the priestesses would like to see you. That's what I was more shocked by than anything. Well, I was shocked that Moore would want to be in the vicinity of Nesta with how much she hates her. Well, I don't, I feel like Moore doesn't like actively hate Nesta. I think she's just been kind of like warmly indifferent to her. Yeah. I feel like she was really pissed at him for how she treated Cassian. True. So that That's was, true. I was just surprised that she would like ask to join. Yeah. But granted, I know she loves the priestesses. So. But like Nesta. Yeah. Who actively hates more. Right. Yes. She was, <laughs> she had a very surprising response as well. Yeah. So she thinks, she said, I think the priestesses would like to see you. And more says, good. I also want to make sure Cassian actually wears this present to practice. And I'm like, well, what did you get Cassian? What's the present. Um, which is the fun part of winter solstice is seeing what they all get each other. I know. Um, so Nesta actually like kind of notices Azrael like hiding in the doorway a bit mm-hmm. and goes up to him. Yep. And I thought they had such like a interesting conversation. So yeah. she says, why don't you sit? And he says, my shadows don't like the flames so much. And she goes, a pretty lie. She'd seen Azrael before the fire plenty, but she looked at who sat close to it and knew the answer, which we know is Lucian. Mm-hmm. And she says, why did you come if it torments you so much? And he says, because Reese wants me here. It hurt him if I didn't come. And she says, well, I think holidays are stupid. And he says, I don't. They pull people together and bring them joy. They are a time to pause and reflect and gather, and those are never bad things. And I was just like, oh, Azriel. Well, it makes me sad because it says shadows darkened his eyes full of enough pain that she couldn't stop herself from touching his shoulder, letting him see that she understood why he stood in the doorway, why he wouldn't go near the fire. His secret to tell never hers. And like just a, just the touch is just so sincere. Like yeah. just that act of like kindness and caring and understanding like really I think meant a lot in this moment, especially coming yeah. from Nesta. Like, I think she really sees Asriel a lot more than other people do, which is really surprising. Yeah, it's interesting. And let's see. So we started whining about gifts. Mm-hmm. More starts whining about gifts. Of so course. gifts come. Yes. And we get to start opening them. Did you have any favorites? Um, I think the bag of beef jerky that Asriel gave Cassian was just hilarious. It's Bros, just like, man. Why not? 
Um, but like we finally learned what Cassian got Nesta last year for Solstice. Oh. oh my gosh. It's this like little miniature illuminated manuscript crafted by the smallest of the lesser Fae. Um, it was one of the first printed books in existence and it wasn't meant for reading, but he figured someone who adored books as much as Nesta would savor this piece of history. And I'm just like, stop. That was Cassian. so thoughtful. So thoughtful. You freaking threw it in the Sidra. And he's like, I looked forever in the Sidra and couldn't find it. <laughs> afterwards but i just like that was so sweet and meaningful it was Ugh, but yeah so the gifts we, cassian he gets like an ancient manuscript from reese the bag of beef jerky from as a hideous green sweater from war and i think you're right i think she just does ugly gifts just because at this point <laughs> i think so um like a set of travel spices from amarin uh, a to-go mug that won't break which like to me is so funny i'm like like the, the, he was like amazed that it was like a to-go mug and I'm just yeah. like we're, we're so used to that that yeah. it's like not even a thought so it just made me laugh at how like not modern they are yeah um and then a painting of the bat boys conquering Rom- Romuel from Pharaoh which I thought this was sweet. sweet but it's always a cop-out that she can just paint a picture I'm just saying <sighs> artists <laughs> Artists have it easy. I know. They always have something to give. Yeah. And then Lucian got Elaine pearl earrings and she like barely thanks him before like curling back on herself. I was Here's like, th- Elaine, get over yourself. Manners. You could just be polite. Like you don't have to accept this mating bond. You can just be like, oh, thank you so much. Like that's really like, sweet of these you. These are beautiful. Yeah. I appreciate that. not them. saying, yes, I want to be your mate. Like, no. You don't have to act like this. No, you could just act like a normal person. It just, yeah, it bothers me. Ugh. I'm like, we all talk about how nice Elaine is, but it's like. She's not nice. She's not being nice at all. No. Ugh. But then Dude. Asriel. As. He is literally the best. Like, this is why I love him <laughs> so much. Like, he gives Nesta a gift of all so people. And it's like a bookmark that has a reading light attached to it. And she just jumps up and throws her arms around him in a big hug like that was just the sweetest sweetest moment Mm, i loved it i know and cassian's like in awe of him for like doing something so Mm -hmm. sweet like that and well and then there's this little inner monologue with ness or sorry with cassian where he says um nesta looked over to cassian and that light was once more in her eyes enough that he almost gave her his gift there and then but considering how last year's attempt had gone considering that since the ball she'd stayed out of his bed he held back in case she shattered his heart all over again so i hate that like in these moments it's like he's like so terrified to give her a gift i know it's like oh it makes me so sad so sad and like so Nesta winds up just going to her room like kind of after the gifts which Farah designed for her perfectly perfectly she's the best sister ever I know and (laughs) Cassian winds up like following her up there and he comes in with his gift and it's this like music box thing which is so 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 sweet he is so good at gift giving oh so it is a symphonia which is a rare device from Helion's court, and it can trap music within itself and play it back for her. And she asks, how did you get the crowd noise out when you trapped the sound the other night? And this just like, so sweet. He says, I went back the next day, asked the musicians at the Hewn City to play it all again for me, plus some of their favorites. And then I went to some of your favorite taverns and found those musicians and had them play. He trailed off at her bowed head, the tears she couldn't stop. She didn't try to fight them as the music poured into the room. He had done all of this for her, had found a way for her to have music, always. 
It's just like the sweetest thing ever, Cassian. It is. And then the next line, um, it says, she shut her eyes against the realization rising within her like a tidal wave. It would sweep away everything in its path once she admitted it. Consume her entirely. I'm like, you love him! Yes, you are so just in love with him. It. Oh, but she's like, she says she can't accept it. Uh, and then that she will not accept it. I'm like, wh- what? This... <sighs> girl ridiculous he says it's a gift not a fucking wedding ring and she says no i'll look to eris for that girl what what the heck he just gave you like the sweetest most romantic gift ever and this is your response that you can't take it what the heck they're like back and forth arguing about eris and then she says eris is the brute he is a brute and a piece of shit and i would marry him because i am just like him i deserve eris you are good cassian and you are brave and brilliant and kind i could kill anyone who has ever made you feel less than that less than what you are And I know I'm a part of that group and I hate it. You are everything I have never been and will never be good enough for you. Your friends know it and I have carried it around with me all this time. But I do not deserve you. I didn't deserve you before the war or afterward and I certainly don't now. Why do you think I shoved you away? Why do you think I wouldn't speak to you? After my father died, after I failed in so many ways, denying myself of you, it was my punishment. Don't you understand that? From the moment I met you, I wanted you more than reason. From the moment I saw you in my house, you were all I could think about, and it terrified me. No one had ever held such power over me, and I am still terrified that if I let myself have you, it will be taken away. Someone will take it away, and if you're dead, it doesn't matter. I do not deserve you, and I never, ever will. Girl. That's craziness. I just, that just broke my heart that that's how she feels about this situation. That it's like you can't ever be happy because you're scared it'll be taken away. But it's like, why would you want to live your life without being happy? I know. Well, like, and it's also this idea that she doesn't think she deserves him at all. And yeah. it's like, okay, I know you've been a bitch. Right. We all know you've been a bitch. <laughs> like, right. It's, yeah. He knows. Yeah. But it's been all and of what, a choosing, year? But it's also he's choosing you. Right. So it's like you don't get to say, like, I don't deserve this. It's like, no, like, if you think he is so amazing and worthy and he wants you. Yeah, live up to it. What does that say about you? Yeah. You know, yeah, live up to it. Take that opportunity. If you don't feel like it, mm-hmm. let lean into it and see if you will eventually because that's what he sees in you, clearly. Yeah. Just, oh, give me all the feels. I know. And Cassian is crying, which, like. When. Grown men cry. Oh, man. Breaks my heart. I cry. Yep. Oh, I for sure cry. <laughs> I mean, I cry in every Disney movie. Like, if a grown man's crying, I am for sure crying. <laughs> um, But he's crying, and then they both are, and then he tells her that she won't marry Eris, and then they make sweet, sweet love. Oh, my God. Well, no. So he goes, this exchange, it's, mm, I love it. He goes, you're not going to marry Eris, he said roughly. No, she breathed. His eyes blazed. There will be no one else for either of us. Yes, she whispered. Ever, he promised. Like, that exchange. I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) Okay. I put like, ah, in all caps over here. It's just, it's so. Intense. Intense and sweet and tender. Mm -hmm. At the same time, I just, oh, I loved it so much. And And then then they make. And when, yeah, when you say they make sweet, sweet love, it is like. Again, I'm going to say the word tender. The, mm-hmm. It is so sweet and tender. Yeah. It is, I think, unlike any kind of, like, sexy time they've had before. Mm-hmm. It's just... For sure. Precious. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm pretty sure the mating bond, like, clicked into place the way they're describing, like, the joining and the threads connecting. I was like, I feel like this But there's is... there's the food thing. Right. So... Well, no, no, no. I mean, I feel like there is a mating bond between them, but 
like it hasn't been yes. accepted because of the food but like like I feel like up to this point like we maybe like thought it potentially like mm-hmm. but this is the first time where it's like okay there's threads there's bonds like this feels very yes. much like a recent Farah kind of moment yeah it says so Nesta let all that lay beyond those iron walls unspool toward him thread after thread of pure golden light flowed into him and he met it with his own where those threads wove together life glowed like starfire and she had never seen anything more beautiful felt anything more beautiful yeah so just I feel like it's a mate moment I think so too. minus the, like the food where they're actually like acknowledging yeah. that they're mates yeah it's just so sweet there was just like so many precious quotes like there was only this moment this thing shared between them and it lasted for an eternity time was of no consequence time had always stood still around him around them mm-hmm. like i'm just i, I have all the feels and like the chapter ending like with her telling him to stay with me mm. she said and warm and safe and home at last in cassian's arms nesta slept <sighs> so precious literally this chapter just like gave all the feels mm-hmm. <sighs> chapter 59 Yes. Let's see. There it is. Um, Nesta, Emery, and Gwyn have a sleepover. Mm, this is such a fun chapter. It was so fun. And I was like, I wish every girl's night could be like this. Oh, we need so a house much. to do this stuff for us. So unfair. Um, so Cassian wakes up and rushes to leave because he's going to be late for the snowball fight. Which classic. Classic. Of um, and like he needs to go inspect the. Oh, so yeah, so he needs to go for the snowball fight, and then he says he's going to be away because he has to inspect Illyrian troops for a few days. Yeah, he's gone for like three days. I'm like, you don't get to just make sweet, sweet love, and then up that morning and be gone for several days. You kidding me? He doesn't even kiss Canasta goodbye. He's just like, bye. I would be so mad. I'd be pissed. (laughs) Um, And Nesta feels like she's losing her mind. Like, it's only been three days without Cassian, but it feels like three months. Yeah. Um, So she asks Gwen and Emery to stay over at the house that night. Yes. Which I'm like, yes, this is big progress. Like, I feel like this is like true friendship. Mm hmm. And, like, Emery is so funny in mm-hmm. this. She's like, Cassie must be really good at sex if you're so tied up in knots while he's gone. And then she's like, he's got the walk. <laughs> I was like, uh, she goes, you know, when a male knows how to use his cock well and struts around with that swagger that basically declares it to everyone. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, that is the walk. The walk. Mm-hmm. Um, but so they go and they sleep over. Um, and they, I didn't think about this, but they don't know about the house. No, which is so funny. Yeah. Um, so and like, Mary goes, Nest has been holding out on us. For real. <laughs> like the house is amazing. It gives them like whatever they ask for, like bubble bath with just bubbles and like a six foot tall cake and a mini pegasus and they're just having so much fun i like, love this which like so much. i would have so much fun if i could just tell the house like hey give me this give me this and yeah. like it just produces like that's amazing i love it so much um and then gwen tells them i it, which kind of like changes the mood um i sometimes wonder if it shall ever ha- if i shall ever have the courage to go out there again i fear every day that i won't um, and then she kind of tells them that she wants to make bracelets with charms. Friendship bracelets. I know. And when the bracelet like falls off, their wish is supposed to come true. Um, and she used to make them with her twin sister, Katrin. Mm, it's so sweet. It's so know. sad. I know. Um, and so they make friendship bracelets. They make one for, they kind of like rotate, like one for each other. Yeah. And then um, Nesta makes the promise over them, mm-hmm. which we know Nesta has her powers yep um because she like stops Gwen she's like wait let me and she makes a wish for all three of them and Mm -hmm. it is for them to have the courage to go out into the world when they're ready but to always be able to find their way back to each other no matter what Mm -hmm. and apparently those those promise or not promise um 
charm bracelet. Charm. The wish wish coins mm-hmm. were glowing faintly. Bum mm. bum bum. Um, there was like two like little quotes that I wanted to point out. Um, right before she does the wish, she says, um, that she says that she wanted to make the wish for all three of them: a small gift for the friends who had become like sisters, a chosen family, like Aww. the one Farah had found for herself. So it's like I feel like she's finally comparing herself to Farah in like positive ways, yeah. Versus like, oh, Farah has all of this and I don't have anything. Like, well, and I think she was so angry with Farah about having her like right. new family, right? And now she's like embracing one for herself, right? And she's like, I think she's realizing like that it's a good thing, yeah. So I thought that was good. Um, and the other thing. Um, like Gwen's talking about her sister and that she wishes, wishes she had had more time. Um, and the petty things don't really matter. And it's making Nesta realize that maybe there's still like hope for her and Pharaoh's relationship, which I think is like, I think is just like really positive, like thoughts for her in regards to her and Pharaoh. Yeah. So I thought that was good. It's so sweet. All right. Chapter 60. Mm hmm. All right. Do, 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 do. Where does this chapter end? There we go. Um, Valkyrie training reaches a whole new level. Mm-hmm. What'd you notice? They cut the ribbon. They cut the ribbon. And like, I guess they're now ready for the blood, right? Like, again, the timing just doesn't add up for me. I like, know. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Um, so Cassian comes back after five days, not three, of being Ugh. gone. Um, and they're in so the, mad. I know. They're in the training ring and like, he can feel a shift between Nesta, Gwyn, and Emery, mm-hmm. which like clearly like the bonding friendship bracelet night must yeah. have done something, which is good. Um, and then Gwyn's like up and she whispers, I am the rock against which the surf crashes. Nothing can break me. And Emery responds, nothing can break us. The cool. world seemed to pause at the words as if it had been following one path and now branched off in another direction. In a hundred years, a thousand, this moment could still be etched in his mind that he would tell his children, his grandchildren, right then and there, that when it was all char- that this was when it was all changed. Azrael went wholly still as if he too had felt the shift, as if he too were aware that far larger forces peered into that training ring as Gwen moved. They keep referencing these like outer forces and they're feeling the shifts. I'm like, what does this mean? I don't know. But then Gwen cuts the ribbon. I also kind of love that Gwen is the first to cut the I ribbon. I know. I like that it's not Nesta. Yeah. So. Well, and I feel like of the three of them, mm-hmm. Gwen has been the most afraid, if you will. Mm-hmm. And like, I feel like she has had to have the most courage to step into yeah. what she's doing. Mm-hmm. So I like that she's almost rewarded for that, right? In a way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I love. It's like, um, so she cuts the ribbon, and then it says Nesta's voice was thick as she declared, "Valkyrie." And she ties the ribbon around her head. Yes, I mm-hmm. love it. Yeah. And so Emery was second, mm-hmm. and Nesta was third. I like how they all just magically happen to slice the ribbon on the same day. I'm like, you guys are so amazing. Whatever. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine, fine. It's fine. But because they're finally starting to slice this ribbon, mm-hmm. Cassian and Azriel are bringing a new challenge to them, which yep. is this training course. Yeah, it's like this obstacle course, and they have to complete it in teams of three, obviously. Obviously. Um, and there's no prize because they assume that they won't be able to complete it. Yeah. Um, and Gwen tells Az, she says, we look forward to proving you wrong. Oh, 
Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that spunk. Yep. Um, but the course is also changing yeah. every day. So it's like part of you is like, oh, well, they'll like, you know, get a little further and a little further. And it's like, no, constantly shifting. Yep. Um, and as Gwen goes to leave, she's staring at Az and she says, see you tomorrow, Shadow Singer. And Nesta tells him, remember how Gwen was with the ribbon? You're the new ribbon, Az. <laughs> Which I, I just like that. I that love That little this. tension there. I love this energy between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Yep. And training's like evolving also. So they're now doing like one hour on the obstacle course and two hours spent as a group working in military training, mm-hmm. which is like kind of cool that it's like evolving to include other things. Yeah. And they're lear- like, they're learning how to be a unit, like, mm-hmm. which was the whole point of like Valkyries comparing them to like the Illyrians is right. like, they were not of the same people, but they worked as a unit and that was where their strength was. So right. I love that Cassian and Asriel are really leaning into valkyrie training even though right. they are naturally trained as illyrian warriors yep um but yeah they're like doing push-ups together doing ab curls together and it's like if one collapsed they all had to start over again yeah um, but they kept going and i just i like that they're like becoming one yeah um, um and then so one day it's just nesta gwen and emery in the training ring mm-hmm. um all the priestesses were summoned away for a special ceremony and for some reason gwen did not need to participate oh and this is like two months later oh yeah yeah so time has passed time has passed um and then they actually like complete the obstacle course that day mm-hmm. which is really exciting and so gwen's asking for her prize obviously mm-hmm. And Azrael says, you already have your prize. You just passed the blood rite qualifier. Congratulations. And you're like, whoa. Yeah. What? Yeah. Um, but Again, how? How? Mm-hmm. After a year when all these Illyrians take, I don't know, 100, like 50 years to train for it. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Girl power. Girl power. Um, <laughs> but it looks like Cassian had told Clotho about inviting like Devlin. Um, so the other priestesses chose to stay away. Yes. Um, so that all makes more sense. Yeah. But they proved that proved quote-unquote that they are as strong as any Illyrian fighting unit um mm-hmm. and they would only participate in the right if they chose to yes what Cassian tells them and just interesting I know and Nesta tells them I'd rather be a Valkyrie which I love I know and we would obviously rather that be is Valkyries than the best response Illyrians true story Illyrians mm-hmm. are dicks mm-hmm. no, it's fine. <laughs> um anything else in chapter 60 nope all right, chapter 61, Nesta enjoys Starfall. Mm-hmm. What did you notice? Well, she completes the stairs, makes up with Amran, and is officially back to being part of the Night Court. I was like, this is a very positive chapter for, for you, like Nesta. For like three pages. I know. <laughs> Big chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, Nesta's like a totally different person. She's happy. Mm-hmm. Or she seems happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and she challenges herself to make today be the day yep. um, that she does the 10,000 steps. This is all like after she completed the blood rate thing. Right. So she is like on a high. Yep. Um, and she's thinking as she goes down about her lovemaking and fucking Cassian. And she's thinking she woke up each morning glad to be there to throw herself against the world and see what it did. She had music each night at the evening services. She had music from Cassian's Symphonia, which she played whenever she could. And she had music in her heart, a song made up of Cassian's voice, of Gwen and Emery's laughter, of her own breathing as she went down and down and down the stairs. Mm. Like, she's just, like, she's on a high. Like, she, she is. is, like, loving life right now. Mm-hmm. And she says, and this person she was becoming, emerging day by day, she might even like her. No, I love that. That never thought we'd hear that. No. Uh, and then she makes it to the bottom, and she's in Valaris, and Nesta smiles. She sees Valaris, and then she just climbs right back up. I know. She's not going out to explore or drink or dance or whatever. She's just like, all right, back up those stairs. Yeah. Because it's Starfall night. I know. It's like, 
it's so sweet. So she said, when she makes it to the bottom, she says she found herself looking up towards the house where a Starfall party would be held in an hour. The male who would be there, who encouraged her to come. She faced the city, the lovely, vibrant city. None of it seemed as vibrant as what waited above. The climb would be brutal, almost without end. But at the top, Cassian would be waiting as he had waited for her for years now. Nesta smiled and began the climb. I love these quotes. I know. Like this whole chapter, I'm like, I don't want to read the whole chapter. It's so I good. Know. Um, but she makes it back to the Starfall party. She's like, doesn't even get changed. She's no. just like in her outfit. And she's Which, just, for some reason, deeply bothered me. I it was makes like, me so mad. I'm, I'm like, like, just go make yourself pretty. I know. This is a beautiful moment. I don't want you in Illyrian <laughs> leathers. Stupid. Um, but Cassian looks nice. I know. Um, and she said, she's just so happy. She said the world was beautiful and she was so grateful to be in it, to be alive, to be here, to see this. She stuck out a hand over the railing, grazing a star as it shot past, and her fingers came away, glowing with blue and green dust. She laughed, a sound of pure joy, and she cried more because that joy was a miracle. I was like, is this really Nesta? Like, is this, is this really her? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, and then Amron approaches her mm-hmm. and they kind of have like a reconciling nesta tells nesta no nesta doesn't just tell her i'm sorry she goes to one knee and bows her head and says i am sorry she says you gave me kindness and respect in your time and i treated them like garbage you told me the truth and i did not want to hear it i was jealous and scared and too proud to admit it but losing your friendship is a loss i can't endure what an apology who is this person I don't know what's happening. To get on your knee and bow before Amarin. Yes. Like, that is huge. Like, yes. that is showing her that you actually respect her. Like, that is a true sign of respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I love that. Mm-hmm. And then Amarin doesn't actually, like, say anything, but you can tell there's that forgiveness there. Yeah. And then she brings up the house. Yeah. Um, so from Amarin's perspective, she says, The house sings. I can hear it in the stone. And when I spoke to it, it answered. Granted, it gave me a pile of romance novels by the end of it, but you caused this house to come alive, girl. You made the house. When you arrived here, what did you wish for most? And Nesta says, a friend. Deep down, I wanted a friend. She says, so you made one. The power brought the house to life with a silent wish born from loneliness and desperate need. And Nesta says, but my power only creates terrible things. The house is good. And Amron says, is it? And Nesta considered, the darkness in the pit of the library, it's the heart of the house. Amron says, and where is it now? She says, it hasn't made an appearance in weeks, but it's still there. I think it's just being managed. Maybe the house's knowledge that I'm aware of it and didn't judge it makes it easier to keep in check. And Amron goes, that's the key, isn't it? To know the darkness will always remain, but how you choose to face it, handle it. That's the important part. To not let it consume, to focus upon the good, the things that fill you with that wonder. The struggle with that darkness is worth it just to see such things. And then she says, welcome back to the night court, Nesta Archeron. Mm. She's back. She's back. Officially. And because, Am- like, Amryn forgave her. So, yeah. like, we know that she's back. She is. But I'm still I'm still curious about this house. I know. We don't have all the answers, but we do have a little bit more. Like, Nesta made it come alive. Yeah. I definitely think. think Nesta, like, caused some a, mm-hmm. a lot of spark in that house. Right. Now, did it not have anything in it? Questionable. Well, mm, I think I there's... Know. There's got to be something because if it's providing people with like food and whatnot, there's yeah. got to be something. There. Yeah, I don't think it's just no this. So I don't, I don't think our questioning and our pondering is like wrong. I think there's more to it. Yeah, but mm-hmm. it is a good connection regardless. Yes. All right, chapter sixty-two. Long one. <laughs> Long one. Okay. 
Um, after a meeting with Eris, Cassian and Nesta find themselves in a fight, leaving Cassian stuck at the House of Wind and Nesta seeking comfort in her friends. Nesta. Nesta. I was like, how can you say that to Cassian? But like, I do appreciate her reflectiveness on the situation and learning how she wants to respond and move forward from here. So like, yes, slightly good, but like, no, it's not my favorite. No. But um, we start out with Eris mm-hmm. in the spring court, right? Are they in the spring They're court? in the middle in front of the mountain. That's right. Mm-hmm. And it's Nesta's first time seeing the place where like Reese and Pharaoh were held captive. Yep. Um, and Eris kind of tells her a little bit about the, the area and everything. Yeah, tells her also about, like, the three, the sister peaks. Mm-hmm. He says, there are three of them you know. This one, the mountain called the prison. Or, sorry, this one, the mountain called the prison. And the one the Illyrian brutes call Romuel. Mm-hmm. All bald, barren mountains at odds with those around them. And Cassian says, we didn't come for a history lesson. And Ness is like, I wanted to know. Yeah. Um, but I do think it's interesting. And then, you know, Eris adds, we don't know why they exist, but... Do you not find it strange that two out of the three have underground palaces carved into them? Unsurprisingly, the Illyrians were never curious enough to see what secrets lie beneath Romuel if it too was carved up like the others by ancient hands. And so he talks a little bit about like Amaranthus court in the middle about how it's like, she's not the one who built that court. Like that was there long before. Mm -hmm. And then we obviously have the prison that's been around for a while. So no like answers there, but interesting history that I think is hopefully going to come, come back in later. Yeah. Um, and then Eris kind of tells them that his father went to see Brylin and came back. And it seems that they're waiting for Nesta to find the harp. Um, and she realizes too late that she gave away that they already have the harp. Oops. Um, yeah. But like Cassian kind of steps in and he's finally playing like the courtier. Well, yeah. like he does a good job. Um, but Eris wants them to basically hold off pursuing the crown because if they get caught, they could spill secrets about the other troves and the alliance with Eris, which, like, totally good. Yeah. Um, but Nesta, she's all but says she's rejecting his offer for marriage. And I kind of feel bad for Eris. Like, yeah. He's, like, he's just worried about his alliance himself, the night court using the troves on them, like, Brylin using the troves, like... I just, I feel bad. The guy's got a lot. He's trying to balance. I know you probably don't care, but like. I mean, I definitely can see him feeling like he's in that precarious state of like, I am putting so much on the line for this alliance and I feel like I could be betrayed at any moment. Right. It's like I'm being kept in the dark and betrayed. Yeah. So. So that would definitely be stressful for somebody if Mm -hmm. I cared about them. Yeah. Um, but then Cassian flies Nesta back to Valaris, um, and she asks if they can take a walk through the city. Mm-hmm. So he's like very PDA, like, um, which I totally picture him being that kind yeah. of guy. Um, and she asks, does it undermine my image as a warrior to be with you? Which I thought was like an interesting question. Like, yeah, she considers herself a warrior and she's like, does it make me not look like a warrior from with you? And I'm like, but he's a he's, warrior. He's like the warrior. So like, wouldn't that like boost your image to be with him? I don't know. That was just kind of like. But he he says no. Does it undermine Pharaoh when she's seen with Reese? And she says it's different for them. And he says why? And she says because they're mates. And I'm just like, oh no. Oh boy. He goes oh, and boy. we're not because they're mates and you don't want us to be. Um, and she said, that word means nothing to me, Cassian. It means something to all of you. But for most of my life, husband and wife was as good as it got. Mate is just a word. Which I'm like, okay, that's the dumbest thing ever because Pharaoh was a human for most of her life too. Like, But he says, that's bullshit. Why are you frightened? She says, I'm not frightened. 
He goes, what spooked you? Just being seen publicly publicly with me like this, Nesta? Talk to me. Say it. Say it, Nesta. She says, I don't know what you're talking about. He says, ask me why I vanished for nearly a week after solstice, why I suddenly had to do an inspection right after a holiday. It was because I woke up the next morning and all I wanted to do was fuck you for a week straight. And I knew what that moment and I knew what that meant, what had happened, even though you didn't. And I didn't want to scare you. You weren't ready for the truth. Not yet say it she says no he says say it say what I've guessed from the moment we met what I knew the first time I kissed you what becomes what became unbreakable between us on solstice night I am your mate for fuck's sake you are my mate why are you still fighting it you promised me forever on solstice why is one word somehow throwing you off that she says because with that one word the last scrap of my humanity goes away with that one stupid word I am no longer human in any way I am one of you Nesta. I know. He said, Get I, over it. I thought you wanted to be one of us. She said, I don't know what I want. I didn't have a choice. He says, well, I didn't have a choice in being shackled to you either. Oh, no. Cassian. Oh, my God. You were in the right this whole time, and then you say something stupid like that. Well, he's interpreting it as she doesn't want to be shackled to him, not like like she like didn't choose him. She's basically like, I totally get how he's interpreting what she's saying. I know. But, like, you don't say words like that in the middle of the argument. Well, she's the she's totally in the wrong here. Like, oh, she's absolutely in the wrong. But that was him just, like, yeah. sticking his foot in his mouth. It was, like, him saying that to her is her hearing, oh, he would be shackled to me. Yeah. But to me, like, he's hearing, well, she doesn't want to be with him. Like, she doesn't want to commit to him in that way. Yeah. It just when she's like, I don't know what I want. Like clearly, I mean, she doesn't want him. Yeah, but yeah, it's annoying. It's all Mm -hmm. very annoying. But she's obviously super pissed at him, Mm -hmm. and she calls on the bargain. Well, because she realizes that he didn't actually mean it the way the shackling thing, and so she's trying to like rein it in and not like slam him down with her words, like she generally does, which is progress. Which is. But she's not saying that. She's just like calling in the bargain and she says like that she wants him to leave and wait until she comes to talk with him or a week, whichever comes first. I was like, yeah. you could just say like, I don't know, a little bit more than that. Like, yeah, but whatever. So. And so he's forced to leave her and go away. Yeah. Which it's like sometimes in an argument you need space. You do. But also to like force that on someone is so unfair after like he's trying to like yeah the whole mate convo like not the best time you didn't need to call him the favor you could have just been like i need some space let's talk about this later i know i don't know so nesta goes to emery's house um thanks to more winnowing her she collapses breaks down tells her everything yeah Um, gwen joins i know she left the library library. oh she said some things are more important than fear but please don't remind me too much i'm so nervous i really might vomit sweet girl i know i love that oh uh, yeah and so they have like another like sweet girls night sleepover mm-hmm. kind of thing obviously a little bit more low-key yeah this time um and you know nesta's like she talked to him tomorrow sleep now safe with her friends around her and talk to him tomorrow she'd explain everything why she'd balked why it frightened her this next step into the unknown the life beyond it she'd apologize for using their bargain to send him away and not stop apologizing until he smiled again 
Perhaps the future did not need to be so planned. She could just take it one day at a time. As long as she had Cassie at her side, her friends with her, she could do it, face it. They wouldn't let her fall back into that pit. Cassian would never let her fall again. But if she did fall, he'd be waiting for her at the top again, hand outstretched. She didn't deserve it, but she'd endeavor to be worthy of him. And so it's like she has the plan. Like she didn't make the best call there, but growth. Yes. She's like realizing realizing mm-hmm. and she's gonna talk to him about it she's gonna yes. like say all her thoughts and everything but the problem with leaving everything till tomorrow is sometimes <sighs> you're awoken by a male scent that you don't know yep <laughs> sometimes that happens and you get <sighs> taken her mouth is like covered with a wet cloth and she passes out yikes freaking mm-hmm. yikes oh my gosh <laughs> all right last chapter and it's short um chapter 63 cassian seeks out nesta the following morning and finds a horror-filled scene instead they were taken to the blood right oh Holy my gosh. crap! oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh it's terrible oh yeah so cassian figured out a way around the bargain clever boy yes um and he okay. has reese take him up to emery's house but it's the next morning he right. had to wait at least until the next morning yeah and reese instantly realizes like right away that they aren't there yeah and they sent the male blood and female fear because nesta had like scratched the guy so i guess there was yeah. blood um and they realized like the illyrians only have magic on one night a year and the day they send people to the blood right is that day and so that's what happens. Like, and Devlin confirms it. He says the blood rite began at midnight and Gwen, Emery, and Nesta will participate to get back to Cassian or to get back at Cassian for training them and thinking that they were equal to Illyrians. What the heck? Shit. OMG. OMG. Um, and so that's where we're going to end this episode. Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. Um, next week, we're starting part four, which mm-hmm. is Ataraxia. Um, and we're going to do chapters 64 through 68. And we'll see what happens to Nesta Gwynn and Emery. Oh, my gosh. Yikes. Uh, um, we hope you guys enjoyed. And we'll talk next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls, a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe, and let us know what you think. You can find us on Instagram at at fairiesandfangirls. Jump in on the conversation, and we look forward to chatting with you more next week. Bye. Bye.